0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Full Scope Podcast. I'm Landon Leach with Caleb Stafford. We're both a part of the Porch Ministries. And our heart behind this podcast is to inspire a generation of men to walk closer with Jesus and live their life to the fullest. So thanks for listening. Let's get to this week's episode.
1: Episode 2 of season 2 is underway it's february 18th <laughs> uh sunday evening and oh. last week we talked about the character started a series on the characteristics of god yep. and we talked about love and we don't know how many different traits of god we're going to end up doing but mm-hmm. we have a general idea the lord might change that as we go um, but as far as this week goes, we're going to talk about the truth of God yep. and there's quite a few different things on our hearts that that entails and what we've experienced with the Lord through that, some scriptures to go with it, um, and really just felt like this is a super important thing that, uh, what we talked about beforehand was, this series and our heart behind this series is so that we are laying building blocks mm, for yeah. deeper intimacy with the Father yep. and getting a better grasp on who God is, Yeah, uh, revealed through His Word, through His Spirit, through just our experience and tangible things that uh, we feel like the Lord is. So, uh, yeah, you want to lead us off?
0: Yeah, so um <clears throat> this week we're going to be talking about the truth of God and you know that is a that is a trait of God um <clears throat> and like like Caleb said like during the characteristics of God, the traits of God, like these are these are building blocks. They are foundational to knowing who God is and Believing in Him and um, building your life around Him. And, you know, last week we talked about love. And this week we're talking about truth. And you're going to see that truth is a part of God's love. And as we continue to talk about it tonight. And, um, you know, understanding, I think it helps us to see God in parts because God talks about, if you think about it, they talk about Jesus's the body is made up of many parts. And you can't have an eye without a, sorry, my phone's buzzing. <laughs> Literally got like 15 texts coming in right at the same, right as we start. Uh, but, you know, what I was saying was like, the body has many parts. It talks about the body of Christ having many parts. And Every part is needed to make up the body, but Jesus is the head, you know, and to me, it's like when my, in my journey with learning God and learning the, and learning the heart of God is that God has many parts and the more parts of God, I learn the fuller picture and the fuller connection I have with him because I'm under I grow to understand wow lord you're this and this and this and this and I yeah. see how all that actually and it doesn't it doesn't function in our lives in like segments it flows all together in our lives all the time and <laughs> parts of god are revealed in our lives all the time but they're all fully him working together you know he is just this he is this living being that created everything and so mm-hmm. It's so, yeah. These are, like I said, these are <clears throat> so important. Like Caleb talked about. So we're talking about truth tonight, and the truth of God is, is um, like what well, the word of God. The word of God is what we what we talked about. Me and Caleb have been having a conversation about this the past few days. Is that the word? reveals the truth of god but the word does not capture the truth of god and um the reason we're talking about this first is because the first thing you think of is god is truth is that the bible yep and the that, word yes and and that's not and that that's a great place to start because the bible in most cases people have real, have said that the bible is the truth but the reality is that the bible only re- reveals the truth and what i mean by that is it's not it's not memorizing john 316 that is the truth it is the, it is what john 316 is saying that is the truth and that what it's saying that is the truth exists uh, exists outside of the pages and the ink it is it it exists around the presence of the Lord, yeah um and so you know that yeah you know, I mean that's that's kind of where we want to start on that. It's just because I think we you know the Jesus talks about when he talks to the Pharisees, he says, you know you search scriptures day and night, but you don't know me, mm. You know, and it's like if God is the truth, it, that means to know the truth is to know God. But if you search the scriptures, even as a Christian, and you don't feel like you know God, it's because you're trying to find. You're not connecting with what the Word is saying. You're connecting. You're only. You're trying to get something out of paper and ink. You're not trying to get it out of the Spirit and what the Spirit's saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. Heck, even after I think it's at the end of, uh, I somewhere in John where he writes that, like, uh, at the conclusion of his gospel, he's like, even after all these things, this is uh, this only skims the surface of Jesus' life because there's not enough pages and such mm. that you can write about all the things that Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, there's a lot of things clearly in Jesus' 33 years of life and such that is left out. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, that it's... If it's not in there, it wasn't true, mm-hmm. and it's actually, it's just not limited. If all you limit God to is only His Word, mm-hmm. and you're not including the Spirit, uh, you're you're missing a whole aspect because of when Scripture talks about in spirit and in truth. Yep. it's uh, it's talking about two things there. Yeah. Uh it's not the same and it's not bound to just one. Mm-hmm. It is actually both.
0: Yeah, and like I mean, you know, in my experience like seeing learning God for myself as a new believer at 20, it looked like me learn going to the word to meet him. Going to, well, I wasn't going to the word to meet him. I would get alone in a room by myself to meet him. Yeah. But at the time, my language for that and my understanding was I just wanted to dive into the Bible and find out what was going on, what it really said. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, and I don't know if this is just like my wiring and my makeup, but it was like when I would read scriptures, I've told you this a hundred times, but like I would, you know, I would, I would like, cry over the truth of that scripture was saying and all these things because it was like, whoa Lord, I didn't know you were like
1: this. You couldn't even believe it.
0: Yeah. You know, it was like I couldn't believe that he was those ways. And so and maybe it was just like the innocent desire of my heart. But it was like when I would learn those things and I like I immediately connected with that this is who God is, you know. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a passage for me to memorize, but it's actually telling me something about the God that I just came to know for real. And I, yeah. and so when I would start to learn that truth, I immediately started to build my life on that. You know, I immediately started to say, like, Lord, this is this is who this is what your, your the word on the page reveals about you, and I, you know, and so this is the truth that I want to start that I believe you know
1: dude absolutely and i mean just to further back that i mean second peter 3:16 talks about all scripture every bit of scripture is god breathed wow. is inspired yeah. by him yep yeah. so therefore th- this going to the point before we go any deeper we want to lay the foundation that clearly if you if you believe in god and that your true foundation has to be built upon that he is true God is true his word is true Yeah, Uh, there is no false whatever in him there is no uh, there is no secret or something that is truly I don't even know how to put really good words to it but he's not hiding stuff for you yeah and it is actually it's not hard to find either.
0: He is hiding stuff for you. He's not hiding it from you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but I knew what you're trying to say. I was just trying to help. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh the truth is very foundational in the fact that it is very absolute what the Lord says. The Lord has the final word. God has the final word. Yep. What everything that happens in creation everything that will ever happen in the rest of eternity, the Lord has the final word. And if he says it, then that's, it's solidified. Yeah. There is no questioning it. There's no debating it.
0: It is solid rock solid. I mean, it's literally, it's the parable that Jesus talked about. You know, it's like the man who built his house on sand or on a rock. And like, obviously, yes, the Bible talks about Jesus being the rock. He's the cornerstone. Um, and you know, I guess we can go ahead and get into this. You you kind of have the the breakdown, but um, you know, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. This is a this is a saying that I've heard from Bill Johnson at Bethel, but and I say to him a lot because I sat under him when I was in school there. But it's really such a true statement that that Jesus is perfect theology. That the way Jesus walked out his life is the example the way he carried himself and so but to say all that is to say like when G- in, first, in the beginning of John it says G- there uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the word became flesh and dwelt among us being jesus jesus is the truth he lives out the truth he expresses the truth all that he does and says and is is truth yep uh <clears throat> because again truth was not words on a page it is a reality of god yeah it is god <laughs> it is god i yep. mean it's and i think i think we have to change our mind set from that and when we look at jesus we can rest in that he is that he is the truth yep you know right. and and the way that he lives our his life and the way you know that whole parable what it's talking about like building your house the man who built his house on a rock it's like yeah build your house on Jesus build your house on the truth build your house on the ways of God because the ways of God are the truth yeah the words of God are the truth you know the heart of God is the truth like how should you love you should love like God because that's the true way you know how should you handle tough situations, you should handle them like God would handle them because that is the truth and that is the best way. Yeah. You know? The truest expression
1: Yeah, yeah of anything is the way that God did it because he's the designer of all of it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he's the creator. He's the one that made it the way it should operate. Yeah. But culture freaking loves to have relevant truth. Yeah. And in the world we live in today... It is very much a how someone feels, how it offends somebody, how whatever. I mean, we don't have to get in the weeds on that, but a lot of people heck, even the church has yeah. wavered in some of the stuff that is very foundational in what they believe for the longest time. And then there's yeah. certain sects that are saying, Well, we're we're changing the line here and pushing it back there and it's like mm. you know that's not of God because God is unchanging. Yep. Yeah. Like, if God said something that is very solidified, it is not going to waver anymore. It's set in stone for all of eternity. It's not going to change. But here comes man in our fallible ways and wants to change it to fit some sort of political agenda or help accept more people. But something we talked about on the way to church this morning was even the fact that Jesus... Dude, when Jesus talked to, like, especially religious people, Jesus didn't freaking hold back no, he didn't and waver his stance on something just because yep. it might have offended somebody. Yep, It was the fact of, like, this is cut and dry. Yep. If you don't like it, yep. tough. Yep. <laughs> but this is what it is. Yep. I'm sorry that it hurts you, but mm-hmm. you're the one that has to change. Not me Dude. being
0: Jesus. And there's so much in that, gosh, you saying that brings up a lot in the sense that Jesus and them we say it, we've I've heard this said before but it's the truth like you know in the New Testament they didn't have the New Testament they were living the New Testament so right. they they had the Torah and they had the law or like the Old Testament and things like that but they were they truly lived in the ways of God that was very spiritual but it was all a truth it was all around the truth that they knew in their heart that they'd experienced with Jesus and that they carried in the gospel yeah. And when Jesus taught, he came to reveal the truth even f- more and more fully. Like he came, like they they were over there clinging to, you know, the the manuscripts I guess or whatever of the New- Old Testament, and he's like, "No, I'm actually here to tell you what that really means and even more." Yeah. Because I carry the truth because I am it, dude. Yeah. You know, and so <sighs> There's so much to learn in what it means to have understanding. Not just to, like we've said, memorize or study, but like to actually have true spiritual
1: comprehension.
0: Comprehension. Yeah. And understanding in your heart of what's going on. Yep. And that only comes through, honestly, in my book, surrender, greater surrender. To the truth of God.
1: Okay. Go in, or I guess explain that a little bit better. What do you mean?
0: What I mean by that is... What's some practical answer to that? A practical answer to that is like... You... Well, I'm, I'm trying not to give away later, later parts of the episode, but I'll go ahead. <laughs> it uh, don't matter. Yeah, I know. Uh, so it's like, the truth will set you free. And what that... and what. And what I'm meaning in this situation is like when you go ahead and you surrender to that the Lord is the truth and anything the Lord leads you in is going to be the truth, that your life can be set the tone of your life, you're actually opening your mind up to a whole opportunity to understand him better. But if you're constantly debating whether or not his truth is the building block you want to set your life on, then you're you're not you're actually keeping yourself still closed off to fully understanding him more. Yep. Because you're you're because you're not you're not sure, so you're still weighing options. Yep, not, and that kind of goes back to stuff I say to these guys all the time. Is like, I see a lot of options on your table, and God's one of them, and He needs to be the only one. Mm. You know, and most people just don't. Especially most people that are that call themselves Christians, don't realize that. You know, <laughs> they like they think that they're doing those things already. You yeah. know, they think that they've put him as the only option. But you talk to them after a few minutes and you realize, Yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of other things you're considering. And if 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 God got in the way of those things, I don't know if you would choose him or not. Do you know if you would choose him or not, you know?
1: Yeah. I think in those conversations too, we find ourselves, especially if it's about us, we can be if we're debating decisions, debating life debating different things especially on a personal level it seems like we can talk a lot about certain subjects Uh whether our jobs or circles of life friends all these things but then it those things might not be centered especially when you're weighing options Mm -hmm. when it comes to god but you might it might be a girl, it might be your job, it might be your family, it might be all these things, but you're doing it from a very worldly mm. perspective, but then all of a sudden you throw God, some God religious lingo in some of these things uh-huh. to help justify you in your arguments or whatever oh, in your yeah. life. And it's like, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm not even going to name examples. <laughs> Y'all know what it, is. but yeah, you just throw God in there, yeah, and expect Him to honor that, and it's like, no, God is not at your center, mm. God, your heart is not okay. This is what God would have me do, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you try to like squeeze God in this little micro portion yeah. of what your your agenda is, what you're trying to push, and it's like, dude, His his agenda is more important. Yep. His will is more important. His truth. Yeah. His truth is way... Is the truth. Yeah, <laughs> is the truth, not what you think the truth should be and how wow. it can manipulate to your life. Wow. Well,
0: dude, that goes back to what I said. I don't even know if I said it on this podcast, or it, but it was like, purpose starts with finding purpose in Jesus, not purpose in mission. Yep. Or purpose in what you want to do with your life. Because like we might struggle to find our purpose, but we think, oh well, this is what I want to do for a job. This is where I want to go. I want to move here and do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it's like when we say find like that, you know, you gotta find your purpose, it's like your purpose is Jesus. Because not only is that because you were made to be fulfilled by him, not a job, but that he is the truth. And so You need to find purpose in his truth and his truth being your foundation before you try to go make decisions about any other thing that you have an idea about. You know? And I think what's, dude, what's really hard is when you have younger people or younger guys who maybe encounter the porch or encounter me or other people that are trying to help them lean in and find the space this thing with god like where god is the center of their life type thing yep it is it's really hard when they are very dead set already on something else on something else yeah but yet they want to come to you to fit god into that something else instead of god being the thing that the other stuff has to revolve around and it's like it's such a patience game because you have to wait until you can't just tell them that or because they could get offended or they're not going to listen or whatever. And it's like you have to, like, trust the Lord in that so much.
1: Dude, yeah, <laughs> as you say that, God has to be the container yep. that you put your life in. Amen. That's good Your word. life That's is not word. what you put freaking God in. Yep. That's it. It has to be the other way around. Um, And I think... I think something that's major, we didn't write this down, but I think part of the truth is with his word and some of the things, it is, these are building blocks that you have to really accept for yourself. Yep. His word and the things that he says about you in his kingdom yep. and the life that we should live, yep. those have to be foundation for us. <laughs> they have to be, things that we truly build ourselves up with, and that's what we're getting into here in a second about Ephesians 6 where it says to gird yourself with truth. Yeah. What that even means and why truth is so important is because when the lies of the enemy come at you that are not true and they're affecting you and bringing you down and maybe knocking you off course and you're not having any defense for it, your defense is the truth. (laughs) <laughs> it is something that you have to literally say, this is a matter of fact, yep. and this is what I'm... You have to speak it over yourself, honestly, yep. and truly believe it in your heart that these things are for you, <laughs> not just some words on a page or something that tickles your ear. It's yep. actually, bottom line, this is it Yep, because God said it, and it's for you. <laughs> you. You are a child of God. Yep. hear hit the words of the father and let them soak into wow. you and be a part of your being and part of where you live from the something that gives you life
0: I just thought when you said that I was like the truth trait of God is a trait that you will not feel that you have to know every a lot of the other yeah. traits of God are feelings traits you connect with him you t- you connect with God in those based off how you how they like oh, I feel God's kindness, so I know God's kind. I feel God's gentleness, so I know God's gentle. I feel his grace, so I know God's gracious. You know, a lot of it's feelings-based or experiential. Experiential is a better word. Experience, yeah. yeah. And it's like, but with truth, it is just a matter of fact. Yep. And it does not offer a... Um, Alternative. All, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't offer an experience. It offers, it offers a, mm. a rock-solid ground to stand on. Dude. You know, and a lot of us don't we need eyes to see that. Oh, definitely. And we need to live above it. We need to live above the experiential life. You know, because when what I mean by that is not that you don't need to experience God and in that the things of God will be an experience, but like if you build your life on needing an experience to rate everything, then you'll only judge God based off your experience. Dude, not come on. based off the like, truth that God has said and that's the most that's why things are the way they are it's like you can't judge God based off the experience you've had yep. you have to make a decision very early on as a new believer that I'm going to believe what he has said no matter what
1: yeah and a big one a big one especially that I think could be common is when we see broken things in this world Yeah. and you hear the traits of God being like such as a healer or all these things it's yeah. like well, maybe you've had a certain ailment for so long, and you haven't you haven't seen oh, him be a healer yep. for you. Come on, and it's like, well, frick, is he, he is he a healer? Yep. And you start debating it within yourself, and it's like, well, actually, his word reveals that he yep. is. Yep. <laughs> that is exactly who God is. That is what he does. Yeah. was part of his business, and for you to say. Just based off your experience, if you personally have not experienced God in the healer way, does that make him a not a healer? Yep. No, of course not. Yep. Because his word says otherwise. Other people, <clears throat> other testimonies say otherwise. Wow. So therefore, that is a hard pill to swallow, yep. and it's a change of frame of mind of the fact of just because of what you've experienced with God does not make certain things true or not true. Yep. Dude, I, you're
0: saying that? I'm just like very easy applicable example say someone's a plumber <laughs> and they have a plumbing business but they are a plumber and you call that plumber and that plumber can't come to your house and plumb your house that day does that make them any less of a plumber no they just didn't come to your house and plumb your house and yep. do, fix your plumbing or whatever yep you know and that's the and that's where it's like oh well they're not they're not a plumber at all like well no actually they are they just they had their reasons why they couldn't do whatever you needed to do today, that day. Yeah. It's like, that's the Lord. You don't know God's reasons. You don't know God's plan.
1: Dude, for real. You know,
0: but I just like, that's really you saying that. I'm like, I have actually struggled. I've not struggled, but that's a hot topic. And sure. You know, there,
1: there always is some sort of avenue where we have some lack that we've seen God in a certain area yeah. of our life. That's just the way seasons of life go. That's the way. Mm. We're in a fallen world. Yeah. So therefore, we're not going to see all these things of God all at one time until he is manifested, present with us, reigning over us. Yeah. Uh, But also, dude, back to the point of like showing that the truth is matter of fact and the rest can are more experiential type of traits. Yeah. It's like, dude, you haven't lived life long enough if all you're doing is basing it off of experience. Yeah. Because there will come a day, whether it's two months, two years, 20 years, yeah, where you don't feel certain things mm-hmm. or feel certain truths of God. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. I haven't really seen him show up for me in that way recently. Yeah. So I don't know, <laughs> whatever. And that's when yeah. those lies creep in. And do, you can yeah. feel this tension within your relationship with the Lord <clears throat> Of God, are you really this? Yep. Are you really this for me? Mm-hmm. And that's really a big uh, something when you have to dig deep and search within yourself. Of you've got a decision to make. Do you truly believe? Yep. What the Lord says about Himself and His Word. Mm-hmm. And do you not?
0: Yep. I mean, it's dude, black and white. It goes back to what you were saying earlier about the devil. Like, I mean. We have to remember that we are we are fighting principalities of darkness we're not fighting flesh and blood, and the enemy the enemy's traits are deception lies <laughs> killing stealing like literally that's what Jesus said like yep. he only knows how to do that that's all he that's who he is in his nature um and it's like that is why the truth you know knowing god in his truth and him as the truth is so important dude for real because any everything that is not the lord is of the enemy <laughs> and his main goal is having you doubt who god is and who god says you are yep you know it's it everything boils down usually to god's identity and your identity and if you don't know his you're not going to know yours yep so but you want to go ahead and go to the girding yeah, passage.
1: this is, uh, I mean, one of the biggest reasons why this truth aspect is so important uh, is, number one, it's a, it's a uh, piece of the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And in Ephesians 6, it talks about girding yourself with truth, girding your loins with truth. And for us as modern-day Americans or wherever you're listening to the modern world, this is not something that's very applicable or sounds very different and unfamiliar to us. Yeah. But in the context of what this, what that even means was something kind of cool that we had previously looked into and girding yourself in the history of the aspect where they wore tunics that was part of their outerwear, their garment wear, And uh, when it was time to work, the long tunic would get in the way. They brought the loose ends and tucked them into the girdle, which gave their legs freedom of movement. This was called girding up your loins. So therefore, in the gospel usage, girding up your loins means to prepare yourself to work hard to give service in the kingdom. It allows that freedom of your legs to move freely freely. As Landon brought up earlier of that freedom of God gives you a different perspective um, if you want to go more into that um.
0: well, you know thinking about this i've been there's I've been memorizing a passage for first Peter talking about girding your mind and being sober in your mind and there's there's something about preparation and like getting ready staying ready being prepared and preparation with this trait of the lord looks like building your life around the truth of god so that other parts of your life can run freely and like we i think we yep. went, we mentioned earlier like when you're constantly in debate about what truth that you're going to surrender to because if you don't believe in God's truth, you're believing in some false truth. Yeah. And you're giving that your allegiance more than you're giving his truth. And yep. so if you were to girt like I love that like Caleb read that earlier and I was like, wow, that is like what a picture because the Bible says that this the truth of God, I think you have that verse, maybe I don't remember, but the truth of God, uh, the truth will set you free. The Bible says that. And that is literally what this is saying, essentially. Like, by having yourself girded in truth, like Ephesians 6 says, you have a belt of truth. Yep. Gird yourself up with a belt of truth. You think about a belt, it holds your pants up. (laughs) You know, if your pants aren't held up by a belt, they're probably falling down and you can't run freely because your legs are tripping. Yep. It's like truth was like the Lord, like, think about it this way, like, God being the truth, God being the thing that holds your life together actually gives you the more freedom. Mm-hmm. Because freedom is found within healthy structure, not in no structure. That's chaos. Yep. St- structure, well structure actually helps create a tone of freedom. Yep. Because it's like, oh, now that I know these parameters, I know what I can, I know the freedom that I have. You know, until I knew the truth of the Lord and knew the Lord in true, in his truth, I didn't know, like, what I, you know. And so it's like now I see my life in all these ways and these things that I'm doing with my life. I'm like, I absolutely have permission to do this because I know how free I get to be mm-hmm. because I know the truth. I know what the Lord has, the tone he has set for me because of who he is. So I actually know the freedom that I have. But it's like when I forget that tone of truth, when I forget that belt that my life is structured in, I actually lose sight of the freedom. And I actually fear. And I'm worried. And I have anxiety. And I have depression. Or I have all these different things that pop up. But it's actually in the face of structured truth that is the Father, I actually, those things fall away. You know? Those words are well, not
1: entanglements anymore, no. as that picture uh, paints for us. Of yeah. they are not things to trip you or hold you back, entangle you. Uh,
0: yeah, because the only reason they can do that is they're deceiving you. Mm-hmm. But if you know, if the truth is what you've built, you've guarded yourself with, you're not open to deception. Exactly. So you yeah. can run freely. You yeah. know. And so it's like, I was like, I oh, that's such a good example. Dude, absolutely. Um.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a couple other scriptures we have here. Um I don't know if you want to read. Yeah, some of them. Uh specifically John 16:13. Yes.
0: Good word. So, John 16:13 says However, when he the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever his whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Um <clears throat> you know, what this premise the premise of this is kind of what we were talking about earlier is that the word the words of ink on pages in Bibles do not capture and contain the Word of God yep. they reveal and they exp- or they don't contain and capture they don't contain the truth of God they actually reveal uh, and express the truth of God uh-huh. It is the spirit of God on the word that leads into truth and here's a prime example you know ver- verse thir- this verse first of, of 16 13 of John. The spirit of truth has come to guide you into all truth. And I was talking to Caleb. It's like, you know, Jesus told, and I might have said this already on here. I can't ever remember what I've said and what I haven't. But (laughs) uh, Jesus came to the Pharisees and was like, you know, you search scriptures day and night looking for me. But you don't recognize me standing in front of you. Yeah, you said this at the beginning. Did I? Okay. Yeah. I literally was like, did I say this in conversation (laughs) or on this, on here? Yeah, right. So, re- you know bringing that back up, yeah, prime example you know the spirit is to lead you into that all into that truth. The spirit of God had not led those Pharisees to seeing that Jesus was the truth, they were still trying to analyze everything he was doing based off the whatever they had, and <clears throat> so here it speaks to say that the spirit of God is going to lead you into all truth because the spirit of God contains all the truth. <laughs> you know, what what we have heard God say is the is the uh, you know, it's said. It's something that you know, if if we think the spirit's telling us something, we can go back to the Bible and say, "Well, I mean, what the what I heard the Lord say may not be verbatim in the Bible, but what the Bible has said about what God could say is what I heard." Mhm. You know, Yep. And I think that's honestly so many religious w- religion wars are argued about stuff like this, yep. about the prophetic and things like that. And it's like, it is a complete blindedness from religion that keeps people from understanding this, this very concept Yep, that the Lord's, the Bible reveals the, the reveals God. It does not conceal God. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it, it's a prime example. It's like, memorizing this verse 13 of John or actually believing what it's talking about and seeking out what it's talking about you know it's almost like yep. if you're re- seeking
1: the one who the Bible is about not just seeking the Bible
0: it's like if it's like it's like if you're reading something about somebody that's still living and it just told you all about them and you told somebody you knew them because you had memorized this story about them mm-hmm. versus you going and hearing you reading about this and going and meeting that person and actually finding out more about them (laughs) based up from what was said, you know?
1: Yep. I think this goes back. This is all foundational for your relationship with God and the fact of as you live life, clearly there's a lot of voices and opinions out there, whether that be in the physical or whether that's in the spiritual in your mind. Yep. And you have to, have to get familiar with the voice of god yes because that is the truest form (sighs) understanding that for yourself is truly that has to be something that you recognize as your truth yep knowing the voice of god Yep, and uh i think that can get into the weeds of a lot of different things Mm. and if you don't know his voice it, the scripture really says, like literally says, Jesus Himself talks about, yeah. "My sheep know my voice." Yep. So if you sit there and hear this conversation and you say, "Well, I don't know the voice of God," yeah, might want to evaluate what your relationship with Him looks like yeah. and honestly entails. And that's not a negative come at you. That's just a healthy evaluation of
0: how deep am I really with God? Yeah. If I don't even know His voice. And ask the Lord, Lord, show me like how you're speaking to me, yeah, help me hear your voice, yeah,
1: and it doesn't have to be some like audible, yeah voice of God roaring thunder, mm-hmm. lightning, many waters yep. type of voice. It is actually a lot more subtle, yeah, and it is revealed in different ways throughout your conscience, throughout your thing, but you have to figure out how you recognize it, yep. And how he speaks to you, yeah, because it can be very different, yeah. But your your responsibility is to understand how, yeah, he is communicating to you. What does he sound like to me, yeah? And I think that is a a huge important of truth because oh, yeah. it and helps you overrule those freaking lies.
0: And I mean, it's it, it it's a prime example of what I've already said. It's like if you don't believe God speaks to you. Even then, you're not believing the truth he's expressed that says I always I'm, I'm speaking to you. Yep. like you'll know my voice, and I do speak to you. You know, people say God doesn't speak to me. It's like no, God does speak. He he's he said that. So it's not that he's not. It's that you know you need to get in there with him alone and f- figure it. Find him. Find him out. Not yeah. he's not hiding from you. He's hiding for you to find him. So. Yep. Um. I think I feel like
1: this is some, the next direction with all these, with some of the scripture and stuff that is said, uh, and we're trying to make this applicable. Why Mm. is this so important? Mm. Um, the segue behind this too, and where we kind of wanted to end up circling to is the fact that the Lord is trustworthy. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest thing especially within ourselves within our culture within our lives we live in a fallen world where people are not it's hard to trust people Yep, it is we are let down by people all the time whether that's your friends they might backstab you you get low cut in a business deal yeah uh Family, family problems. Yeah, that's I thing. Family is the one uh, that sets the stone, <laughs> dude. For real. But it's also, I mean, you can see it and find it in every aspect of life. Yeah. And therefore, there's an underlying tone within ourselves of, I really don't know if I can take it at face value. Mm. I really, is that really true? Yep. On <laughs> anything. Yep. And I think that's where. Uh, what's that word that you've been speaking a lot recently talking about trusting God, the difference between uh truth or the difference in trusting trusting and is it faith maybe?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I said on the last episode. Did I jog it? Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was over here looking like a uh, Caleb, I hope you got this because I uh, know. <laughs> um yeah, it's uh the difference in trust and faith. You know, tr- trust. Um, trust is. i I second. Remember how I said it. <laughs> like I said, I like, said it a lot. I said it a lot for like a week, and then all of a sudden, it had, um, but it was that trust is insecurity. Trust is security, and faith is belief. Mm. Okay. And that to Expound trust on
1: that a little bit.
0: Well, um. Yeah, different. Well, yeah, I think I did that on the episode, but whatever. Uh, trust is that, like, security meaning we only trust when we, something that makes us feel safe. And trust has to do with the subject of security. Yeah. And we don't, men believe that they are their own security. Women mm-hmm. want security from men. or other things women want security and men want to be their own security yeah neither of them are putting their security in god so neither of them trust god yeah as humans and but to trust god is to place your security in him whether that be with your job whether that be with your home your family your dreams your heart your children anything But faith is believing God. But you don't have a foot to stand on with faith if you don't already have a foundation of trust. And trust is only there because of his truth. Mm -hmm. Trust says, you told me that you are my security. Well, if God is security, that means the truth is that he he is the safe place. God is safe house number one. Yeah, <laughs> number one and only. Yep. But from so to know that and to surrender to that truth, anytime time that is situation comes up, you say, "Okay, Lord, I trust the safe house that you are around me." Yep. And so now that I've set him, now that I'm putting myself in this house and I'm sitting in this space, fully safe in you. Now, I believe you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you will do. Mm-hmm. And then life starts to come. Hope starts to come. Dreaming starts to come. <sighs> yeah. Mission and vision and all these things breathe from this place. And so, you know, God is trustworthy, and his truth is trustworthy. You know, his truth is not only the thing that we are that is the only, (laughs) it's the only real thing, you know. His truth is the only truth. Yep. And when you believe that, you can trust it. And when you trust that, you can believe it. (laughs) You know? It goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think about, like, trusting in the Lord, honestly, Relating it to my personal life, I really it reminds me of growing up and making bad decisions where I goofed up in high school or middle school, and my parents I preached to me on the fact of you because you have made this decision, yeah, our trust in you is now a little bit less mm-hmm. because I didn't steward it correctly, yeah, so you take that and that's honestly a perfect picture of what not the fallible part of human nature. Yeah. And it's therefore I had to earn their trust back mm. in order for that to be reconciled and whatnot. Yeah. With God, it's not lost. Yeah. It is solidified. Yes. It is something matter of fact, it can't be lost The only thing that moves is us. His truth doesn't move. Nope. It's our experience with his truth, or some of the things in this world that make us waver. He does not waver. It is not something that moves.
0: Oh, dude! Like my journey with growth with the Lord revolved around this. It was daily. It was ten. It was just this. Constant like, okay, I don't know. I feel like this is the Lord, but I'm not sure. But I know what God's truth has said, and I trust it. And if that's the case, then this is the Lord, Uh you know? And that's how that goes. (laughs) That's how that works. It's like God told me the truth is that the Lord meets us when we are alone in spaces, non-distracted with him. That's the truth. He has said that. Jesus lived that <laughs> and so I trust that yeah. and when I tangibly did when I well not tangibly when, when I applied that, he met me there. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like these things are so progressive, they're so they all work together, but it's like like Jesus only showed us that every time he did something, he withdrew to get away with the Lord and he was encountering the Father like crazy the whole time. Yep. To come back and do the ministry he was made for, but he just lived this flowing life of because he was the truth, and he he lived in the truth, and you know he trusted the Lord and he exemplified that, but yeah,
1: I think uh something we didn't get into yet uh the fact that Jesus called himself the way, the truth, and the life, yeah,
0: um <laughs> that's like the first thing we were. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, well. I know. Uh, I don't have the list, so yeah. I'm just, like, blind of it.
1: The, uh, <laughs> I mean, that is literally what the Lord refers himself to, and it's actually a picture of the tabernacle, which mm-hmm. I didn't learn until recently, that I've always heard, you always hear that phrase, is Jesus talking about, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. For me, it's just like, oh, uh, well, I guess God's just like, spitting facts about who he is. Yeah. It's like, but of course, like scripture always is, there's some deeper truth and some relatability to somewhere else. And, um, in that particular picture, it is the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. It is the different segments that is laid out in scripture of different segregating areas Within the tabernacle. Mm. So you go through the way, that is the first door. It's like the outer court area, correct? Mm. And then you have the truth, which yeah. is where the table of showbread is. It is uh, where you can see the veil. And the candle. Separ- and yep, the candle. So it's like a fragrance area. Mm. It is uh, wow. a place which... Um, it's the intermediate area mm. in between the outer wow. outer area but also in between the holy of holies mm-hmm. so the truth being as I read into this and prayed into this the truth, the hard truth is we're separated from God yep. and we're desperate and the fact of yep. there is a veil that separates us Yep. From our God. Yep. And uh it just showed me really the truth. The truth is we need God. Yeah. We need Jesus. Jesus stood in the way for us yep. toward the veil in order that we might have relationship and that was pretty powerful for me and that's pretty uh mm. it's a simple it's a simple truth. Yeah. But it's such a good revelation and such a picture yep. of, and in, in the truth, like if it's talking about freaking fragrances, uh, if there's candles and the show bread and the incense and the incense, that is literally our prayers yep, and our longing to be with the father. yep. It is the last segue before the Holy of Holies. Which is the life. Laugh. Yep. It's <laughs> the presence. Exactly. <laughs> so. It's crazy. Uh, that's just an interesting thing that I really had never put or heard anybody put for me into words of relating that. Yeah, Why was that significant that Jesus said that? Mm -hmm. And for that to actually make sense was really a big time click for me.
0: I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I think we talked about another thing we had talked about around that truth the Lord showed you about, the truth that you know it was a very hard truth that men are separated from God apart from Jesus, and there is no other way but Jesus. I mean, you know, we have the grace, we have the we have the cross, the tomb, all the things, but it it we were talking about this like it it revealed another reality about wow, it's hard for us to receive this truth and this this trait of God is because not all. Of the truth is easy to swallow. Yeah. And a lot of people, our na- our natural trait is we don't want to hear the truth. We want to know what, we want to find an easier route. We want to find a route that's comforting, that feels good, that is self-centered. Yep. Fill in the blank. And so it's like when you're surrendering to the truth of God and to this trait of God, you know, Think about it this way: Think about, like, God is a person, and that's not very loving to reject a person based off of a trait of theirs. You know, I think about this stuff all the time. Like, like, like Jesus. Like, people don't even love you for you. They love you for what you give them. Yeah, and you know, you're God, and you're 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 the whole Jeez. you're the whole thing. So you don't need us. But you want us, but it's just like the wickedness in people's hearts. It's like people don't want to love you for you. They want to love you for religion's sake. they want to love you for what they get from you. yeah, and it's like to love God is to love all parts of God. and that's like as as people uh. like for me to for me to love myself or Caleb or anybody, it's like I love I love them for all of them. The good, the bad, the ugly, or not even the, and like with God, it's not bad, it's hard. The, 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 you know, the, the good, the hard, and all the in between. And not things, things that are hard aren't necessarily bad. They're, they're always good because if they're, they're the Lord. But it's like, have a heart to love God. And if you do, you know, it's like, have a heart to, to realize the truth of God is not always going to be easy. Yeah.
1: I mean, heck, even something that we talked about today while listening to Andy Frazella was the fact that— Shout out to Real AF on here. Yeah. uh, The fact that a lot of people get stuck in certain areas of their life and they don't advance and feel like they can't go any further with God is the fact that they're not honest with themselves. You are not honest with where you're at. The truth of the matter the fact is you're in this place when you think you're in. Yep. Point A or point B, it's not, um, yeah. it's just false, it's false belief, it's not, it's not your true, the true place that you're at, yeah. and honest, yeah. the honesty that you have with yourself, and the reality of your true situation of your life, mm. is the area where you probably is, are the most scared and fearful of. Mm even look at and accept for yourself. Yeah. But it's actually where you are desperate to go to. Yeah. And really realize that that's where you need to go mm-hmm. in order to take your next steps. Yeah. It's like the Lord saying, I've already shown you this. Yep. You think you're over here, but actually we're still back over we're here. We're still we, back over here. Yeah, we haven't advanced past this thing because you haven't dealt with it. You've just delayed it or you've yep. ignored it or whatever. It's like I've been talking to you this whole time, and you've chose to think about something else or move on. Yep. I'm still dealing with this because this is a big deal with my connection with you. Yep.
0: Um, but if God's if the center of your life is not connecting with God, it ain't going to matter true. <laughs> to you, you know? True. It's wild. But
1: Yeah, definitely think. Truth. Number one, truth for yourself is huge. Be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's just a little segment off the side here of really allowing yourself to be girded by the Lord, you got to be real with yourself. Yeah. Be real with yourself, and then you'll find the real God. Yeah. I mean, God don't want no fake self.
0: Yeah. Uh, he wants the raw, real form of you. Yeah. And lean into the Lord and learn. want to learn these traits that we talk about each week. Want yeah. Th- experience it for yourself. I want to experience your truth, Lord. I want to experience you being my truth. Yeah. I don't want... Don't believe the Bible because of your parents and because your upbringing or whatever. Get in the word and know God in it and know him as the truth. Like, wow, Lord, like I know you because I know this is the truth for my life. You know, it's not my truth, like in the sense of like I'm creating my this own form of truth. But it is my truth in the sense of God, I'm taking possession of you <laughs> I yeah. want you to possess me, and I want to possess all of you for for in in my life. And that means I want to take hold of the truth that you are, and you know, let it fill my life. Let it be the bedrock for my life to build the rest of it on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he is good,
1: even if we don't understand it. <sighs> all of these traits.
0: Yeah,
1: he is true. He's true to himself. He's true to us. Yep. He's faithful.
0: He never fails. Yep. Like for real. Uh, <laughs> like <it's God.
1: laughs> he is worthy. He is worthy of our trust. Yeah. And he is the ultimate truth. Yep. The absolute truth. He does not waver. He is the bedrock, the cornerstone, the thing that we have to build our life on. And if you find yourself doubting certain things in certain areas of God, Talk to him about it. Yeah, Believe it. Believe it when you don't see it. I mean, I have to speak that over myself. <sharp inhale> but believe it when you don't see it. Yep. Yeah. Because just because you ain't seen it don't mean that it ain't true of God.
0: And remember where you have seen God. Yep. And remember how he has moved. Yep. So,
1: there's a lot of different aspects of truth. Uh, clearly, we didn't hit on every aspect, but... Yeah. We definitely feel like this is something that is monumental and a huge part of the foundation with your walk with the Lord. Yep. And uh, it's something to acknowledge in your life. Yep. If he is your sinner, he has to be the truth. Yep. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Full Scope. Our hope is that this show pushes you to run after Jesus in deeper ways and challenges the way that you choose to do your life with God. If you enjoy the show, we would love for you to go to our page on whatever platform you're listening on, scroll to the bottom, give us a rating and a review, and we'd love to hear some feedback on how this show is impacting you. Once again, thank y'all for your support of the show. We couldn't do this without y'all, so stay tuned for more episodes.